What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Spiritual Gangsters Podcast. This is a show for all the people who keep it 100% real, who've been through life able to turn their pain into purpose, for people who've struggled with faith, yet keep asking questions and seeking the truth. It's a show for us to share our thoughts, experiences, and stories, and know that we're not alone. For all the OGs who see through the world's BS, this is The Spiritual Gangsters. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another week in Clown World with The Spiritual Gangsters. Myself, Teresa, and my wonderful co-host, the NY Patriot. What's up? What up? What up? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good. I got my coffee. I see. Hey, so I got mine too, actually. Got mine too. <laughs> I'm ready to talk about another week in crazy clown world. I think it's like our sixth week doing this. Yes, this is episode six. I had to ask you last night. When I, <laughs> when I didn't realize I could just have checked to your podcast. <laughs> you could have, you know, answer your own questions. Yeah, well, eventually but... I did. I was like, yeah, it's episode six. I made the link. <laughs> That's fine. Anyways, no, I'm really enjoying doing this, and I hope that... Um, People that listen to the show regularly are enjoying it as well. So it's fun for us regardless. Right? Yeah, awesome. Sure. So we'll get right into it because I'm finding um, every week is like more and more that we find to talk about. So might have to start paring it down a bit, but we got some stuff for you. All right. So first up, we have Celebrity AI. This is a new thing. I don't know if anybody saw this. Um, sorry, I'm just gonna pull my notes. Up. If anyone saw this online, but um, Kendall Jenner had a video posted. But oh yeah, you were Insta famous for a day. I, a day yo, I I screen recorded someone else's thing because I just thought it was so bizarre, and I wanted I wanted to put it in my story, but I was like, no, I want people to like be able to reference this and share this, so I made it into a reel. And man, it got shared like a lot. <laughs> so isn't it wild? Like that's happened even with my account. I mean, you, I was even showing you. I think I had one that hit over a million. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like, you know, couldn't why can't this happen to something with my podcast? Right. <laughs> like, of course, because it has Kendall Jenner in it. That's probably why it got shared. Plus, it honestly is really confusing and really freaky. So this is whole new celebrity AI thing. So the video was posted from the account of the meta-created AI bot named Billy. So meta, like Facebook fame, they've created these characters or AI chatbots, uh, but they have celebrity faces. Okay, so it was confusing because the video was Kendall promoting being Billy but in the video, it was actually physically Kendall. Like, people couldn't tell. Okay, she's talking about Billy, this alter ego AI chatbot, but it's her. But it was so real that people were like, oh, my God, if this is AI, like, I am petrified because it looks so real. Usually, you know, with deep fakes, you can tell if you're really looking at it. So people were, like, dissecting this thing. How long do you think it will be before chicks start using AI instead of filters? Oh, well, that's like the next step, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to do work on their own fucking face with AI and then put it out. I've heard of people the catfish like, motherfuckers. 
but I've heard, <laughs> right. I've heard of people taking people's likeness and using it in pornography without their consent. Oh. That's like a deep fake. That's messed up. And yeah. then they could use it to like ruin somebody's reputation. Well, I mean, nowadays it just seems to get more popular. Or that. Yeah. <laughs> like, either way, you know, like uh, Kim Kardashian wouldn't have had to do her sex tape. She just could have, you know, <laughs> put herself in the video and not have to actually do anything. Anyway, speaking of the Kardashians, back to Kendall. Uh, okay, so, yes, it was actually physically Kendall in the video promoting Billy, which caused a lot of confusion. You're like, which people. one's fake? Which, yes, exactly. And if you go on the account, there's all these other photos posted, images posted that are very just like on brand for, I guess, who Billy is or like to give people a sense of like what Billy is about. So it's like all these lifestyle images. And then in the bottom of the caption, it'll say hashtag imagined with AI. But the video with Kendall didn't have hashtag imagined with AI. And that's where... The confusion came in because people were like, is this real or not real? Like, just be more transparent, please. Because I think if you're going to use this stuff, you got to be transparent about it. It's just being responsible, right? Anyways, um, what was I going to say about it? But yeah, so it says a quote from an article we found about it. Uh, Kendall said, I'm Billy. Oh, sorry. No, this post came a week after the initial Kendall video that caused the confusion. Finally, Meta came out with this post that says, I'm Billy, an AI managed by Meta. I'm played by Kendall Jenner, which means she'll show up in some of the photos and videos on my page. Some of the other content on my account will be AI generated. You'll see this by the logo on the bottom of the image, along with ima hashtag imagined with AI in the caption. So thanks for clarifying a fucking week later. <laughs> what the heck? I don't know. I just thought it was really bizarre. And it's weird. It's like, shit. it's just weird. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to be a chatbot, be a Kendall chatbot. Why are you look like Kendall and you're called Billy? It's our old ego. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> I guess. But then it's like people who are fans of Kendall, do they think they're actually talking to... Kendall's consciousness? Like, this is weird. People uh -huh. who worship them will would like this. I guess. Because I feel like it's like a little piece closer yeah. to like the real thing. Pretty sad. I don't know. I felt it was very Faustian. Like, <laughs> this bargain with like your soul and like your whole, you're just your, your life force. And how shady are you to sell your likeness to Meta for apparently the article around $5 million for six hours of work. Wow. Yeah. So like she'd go, I guess, went in a studio. Oh, probably did like, yeah, they probably yeah. like every single like pose, mouth movement and all that shit that, that you recorded could her mean, saying yeah. different things, looking yeah. different ways, how her mouth moves, her, her gestures and movements, stuff like that. So she's not the only one who did it. There's a bunch of celebrities who will be playing AI characters, such as um, Snoop Dogg, Paris Hilton, Tom Brady, and if anyone has kids who watch YouTube, Mr. Beast, who's like one of the most popular YouTubers Mr. out there. Beast. My son is a fan. 
I told him last night, I was like, you know, Mr. Beast did this thing with AI and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're just trying to get me not to like Mr. Beast. I'm like, that is correct. Like Alistair Crowley used to call himself the Beast. Oh, well, that's that's right. I totally forgot about that. Fuck. Anyway, I just thought it was so bizarre and opens the door to like really weird implications. Right? Oh, like, yeah. is it, isn't that what a lot of the um, actors were protesting about, too? That about it being used by other people. Right. So, like, if uh, you sell your likeness this one time. Well, that's how- probably the reason why they were upset is because they didn't get any money. <laughs> I, I think, honestly, paid. that's what the problem was, is I didn't get paid and somebody's using me. I guess. Or you only get paid once and then they can use your likeness however Maybe. they want. So it's like, are we just going to start seeing like AIs acting in like movies and stuff and like not even real people? Like, that's weird. I don't like that. (laughs) The YouTube indoctrination arguments with the kids is so real in my house. The struggle is real. No, (laughs) honestly, it's it's so funny. And then last night I was like, you know, next time you guys open YouTube, you should look up this account and this account. And then uh, my older son, because he's more responsible, was like sweet and like actually like searched it. This guy who does like charity work. And he's like, I just don't want to watch it right now, mommy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then it's boring, right? They're just like, show me the show me the Ferrari giveaway. The one million dollar Mr. Beast giveaway. It's ridiculous. I hate that shit. <laughs> Anyways, on to the, the next, next I guess, right? Sure. Just... Uh, all right, what do we got? Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I think I was supposed to like kind of like go ahead with this. Oh, yeah. So one's real, and I think one's fake. Correct? No, these are both Kendall. I believe. Oh, okay, I thought one was fake. I think on the left, it's probably her in a runway show, perhaps, and then on the right, this was the video that everyone was confused about because it actually is her, but she's talking about being an AI. So they're like, what? So bizarre. All right. So we wanted to mention that uh, last week on October 9th, Yale, the university, turned 322 years old. (laughs) It was founded in 1701. This is interesting because Yale has the secret society called Skull and Bones, also called the Order of 322, or they have a lot of names actually, but for people, for people listening to eventually when I do uh, put out, probably won't be until the end of November mm-hmm. or even later, uh, the Yale kind of like university documentary that I'm doing with Mike from hush hush. I don't know if people know this. There is a fuck ton of other secret societies on Yale's campus besides skull and bones. That's yeah. the only one. <laughs> I learned that yesterday when I was making. These so notes. I mean like, <laughs> And then tell you the truth, out of all the buildings that we went to, Skull and Bones was the most boring. Nothing really? on it. Nothing on it whatsoever. It was just a plain brick building, but everything around it was wild. But That's not anything on that building out of all the ones that we went to. It was wow. boring as shit when I got to it. I was like, there's nothing to show on this. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my. oh here we go. I thought I lost my notes for a second. I was like freaking out. Okay. Yeah, so um, on the I just found a few things interesting as I was diving into this, and I feel like you know your documentary is going to be fantastic. I I'm assume, so, yeah. obviously, because you're doing it. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> but just as I was poking into Yale yesterday a little bit, 
this is news to me. Maybe it wasn't to other people. I don't know. But just even the coat of arms, like on the side, you can see on the right of the screen, it says lux e veritas. So in Latin, that's light and truth. And there's some Hebrew words on it also, which kind of echoes a similar sentiment. So I don't know if I'm saying this right, but they say urim and thumim, which translates to lights and perfections or revelation slash truth, which I thought was interesting. Um, those words in the Bible are connected to claromancy, which is divination by casting lots, which I thought was weird. I'm like, huh, interesting. Um, and so it's supposed to like, when you cast lots in that tradition, it's supposed to reveal the will of God. So it makes sense with like the, the revelation translation. Um, okay. So skull and bones itself was founded in 1832. Its other names include Order 322 or the Brotherhood of Death. That's nice. That's cute, right? <laughs> That's and like you mentioned, there's other secret societies at Yale, and this is one of the big three. The other two of the big three are called Scroll and Key and the Wolf's Head, which I'm sure deserve episodes all on their own. It's interesting <laughs> they, they're called the Order of Death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and just mm. as my opinion, if you are a true magician, death is going to become a reality. So, I mean, regardless if you're doing it to somebody else or yourself, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So well, that's, that's interesting. The, thing, right? I, and the reason why I'm saying that is because not making excuses for them. But if somebody else had that name, it would most people would probably hear that and think, oh, they want to kill other people. But if they're actually magicians, they're experiencing death. That's why it may be called that. Yeah, well, like, and then um, also, too, they have um, the skull and bones, obviously, as their kind of insignia or logo, uh, which apparently uh, George Bush's grandfather, he was the one who stole the Apache chief Geronimo's skull and brought it to the club, like where they meet. Oh. <laughs> and that's what they have as like one of their most prized like treasures. Very interesting. Um, yeah, so I didn't even know, like, how do you get in to Skull and Bones? It's like a process, right? So apparently if every year, the 15 members of the junior class are uh, selected to join, uh, and they get tapped on what's called tap day. This is very university. That's <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, tap day is when um, they get tapped on the shoulder to join basically so there's just been so many notable members which is very interesting people who are connected to the trilateral commission council of foreign relations um the illuminati (laughs) is very interesting fun Um, oh fun fact i just don't want to forget it go ahead Fun fact with the whole shoulder tapping situation If Mm -hmm. you are of the first degree, at least, because they won't probably do it with a Minerva, but if you are of the first degree and you go to the Noticon, which is the OTO uh, convention that's every other year, and you get tapped on the shoulder, that is more than likely to ask you to join a gangbang while you're there. Okay, we're (laughs) park that thought. That's interesting. Okay. Park that thought. No, because they rent out hotel rooms for the shit in the whole, you know, in the building. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy shit can go down, you know? <laughs> it does. 
So apparently the members of Skull and Bones worship Eulogia, which is a fictional goddess of eloquence. So, you know, they're very hoity-toity in the secret society. Apparently the number 322 comes from the year of the Greek orator Demosthenes' death. And that's why they like revel this number this year. Um, and it's also suggested that members of Skull and Bones count time as going from 322 BC, that that's like their year zero. <laughs> you know, the OTO even has a version of that too with the with Crowley and stuff because of Crowley. Really? Yeah, I, I do think that might be a thing with other secret societies too. Due to something in there, they probably have their own date and calendar. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's not just the OTO. Other ones do it too, which is, you know, again, it's like, you know, going by, if you want to start fucking with dates and numbers or from this time to that time, you, I mean, there could even be other clues in there if you start looking at their calendar. Yeah. Or like, well, yeah, when we do those like time between dates yeah. like calculations, maybe it's not on our timeline. Maybe they're doing it off of their timeline, whoever's responsible for planning the events, right? Um, so yeah, in 322 BC, the Lamian War ended with the death of Demosthenes, and Athenians were made to dissolve their government and establish a plutocratic system instead. So there was only people who could have 2,000 drachmas or more could remain citizens. So basically you had to be rich to be a citizen, which kind of is how the world is now. <laughs> a little bit. And they think that A.D., in terms of referring to dates, is Anno Demosthenes. So not Anno Domini. Oh. Anno Demosthenes. Yeah. They also have their clocks five minutes out of sync with normal time because they think that normal time is called barbarian time. Because, you know, they're so much better than everybody. So, um, yeah, their clocks are off by five minutes. Well, you know, that's another thing I just want to mention real quick, too. Even in occultism and magic, the barbarians are not always looked at as how everybody else looks at them. How do magicians look at them? I mean, if you look at the stuff that came out during their times, they weren't actually animals. They invented fucking genes, basically. I mean, they invented a lot of stuff that they actually don't get credit for, and you can't right. be total animals and, uh, and idiots if you're doing that stuff. Right. There I is some sometimes... enlightenment, some understanding of arithmetic and numbers and shit. Sure. I think sometimes, like, in this example, when they're referring to, like, barbarian time, it's not that people are actually, like, animalistic or whatever. It's just that they think that those people are lesser than them. Like, they're be just better, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it's just really weird stuff. Notable alumni include a lot of the Bush family. So, uh, George W. Bush, H.W. Bush, Prescott Bush, who's the one who stole the Geronimo skull, uh, Vanderbilt, President ha William Howard Taft, uh, Whitney family members, bankers, Senator John Kerry, many CEOs and businessmen, CIA agents, and foreign ambassadors. Mm. Just a fun bunch of fun-loving dudes <laughs> want to spend time together. Would you be in a room with all of them? Oh, fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> right? It'd just be the worst, I think. So, funny enough, when you talked about the being tapped for orgies oh, yeah. and stuff. Okay. So new members of Skull and Bones are assigned secret names by which uh, fellow Bonesmen, it just sounds funny, bon Bonesmen, yeah. <laughs> 
that's how they'll forever refer to them. So some names are kind of traditional. So for example, uh, the name Long Devil is assigned to the tallest member, Boaz. Long Devil. Right. Which is short for Beelzebub. Goes to any member who is a varsity football captain. Many of the names chosen are drawn from literature, like Hamlet or Uncle Ramus, from religious references or mythical references. Um, other names, for example, are Thor, Baal, Odin. The name Magog is traditionally assigned to a bonesman who has the most sexual experience. And the name Gog goes to the new member with the least sexual experience. William Howard Taft and Robert Taft were Magogs, as well as George Bush. George Bush was a pimp in the sack, apparently. <laughs> what the heck? See, but again, this would, I would look at this if they're actually occultists. It might actually be something else. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is just what it is. Well, removing the, technically removing the sex is magic. There is no sex in the in the spirit. I'm just saying. I mean, plus I just don't see those guys. I mean, I guess you know, rape may count, but I just don't see them getting laid too often either. <laughs> you know, I think for some women, like prestige and position counts for a lot. Oh, so guess. knowing, you know, yeah. that they're rich Ivy League dudes. It does it for some people. Yo, do you ever meet some, like, I've come across, you know, fucking Long Island, unfortunately. <laughs> there is parts where it's extremely rich. And you know what the crazy thing is, is a lot of them, from what I've, I've from what I've experienced, mm -hmm. they're some of the biggest dirtbags, actually. Uh, like, and I'm talking, and I'm talking about actual hygiene. Oh, okay, no, not Yeah, that. they're actually, like, some of the messiest, dirtiest people I've ever met until they actually get cleaned up to go out in public. Really? Yeah, yeah or even, yeah. Run That's into some people and it's like, you know, you look like you just roll out of fucking bed, dude. Mm. And they're fucking loaded. <laughs> well, I have to say, okay, I went to a private school, not of like this caliber, but we have like Canadian equivalents that I've like floated in these sorts of circles. And I have to say, they're pretty much all assholes, like big time. <laughs> Sorry to say. Yeah. <laughs> To that kind of school, maybe you're not, but a lot of your classmates were. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> also, sorry, last uh, last thing about Skull and Bones. If you go on their, if you just Google them and like on the Google search results, it'll tell you that they are open from three three twenty two p.m. to three twenty two a.m. Thursdays and Saturdays only. Wait, that is weird. <laughs> Though they open and close on the three two two. But does that? Oh, I wonder if there's like any way you can get into that place if they allow you in. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. You should check. It yeah, out. yeah, I'm thinking about that because next I, time you hit up Yale. If I have to, I'll wear spyglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna use that shit when I went to the Beinecke Library until they were like, "No, you can bring your camera." <laughs> they're like, like, "You just can't use a flash." Because I was like, "Yo, if they tell me I can't use a camera, I'm buying fucking glasses with a fucking camera, and I don't give a shit." It would only have been like 1080p, which would have been fine anyway, but I would have gotten something. They weren't stopping me. <laughs> Legit. That's so funny. Oh, and another, just a small, quick thing. Uh, I'm not sure what day this football game happened, but you guys know when DeMar Hamlin went down, the Buffalo Bill player last year with his cardiac event. 
Uh, and there was all this numerical gematria symbolism around it because he's number three and there was threes everywhere and love for the three <laughs> and all this stuff. Anyways, another Buffalo Bill player, uh, Damian Harris, had some sort of medical event at a game recently. So DeMar Hamlin's jersey number is three. Oh, but you know what? When everybody got down on the ground for him or whatever that shit happened, you remember the 33 guys standing up? He was the only yeah, one standing, and yeah. it was perfect in the shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, so DeMar Hamlin's number three. Damian Harris is number 22. So we have the three, 22. We need 11 Again. soon. What? Yes, it did happen on the 11th. So got the 11. Oh, shit. I was just saying 22. we need an 11 now. I think so. I think it might have. I got to confirm that, but I think it might have been. You're I even right. think the eleven twenty two Kings Road with the Idaho Four is all about what we're getting oh, at now. Some weird shit there. I don't know. Just on this side, as we're on the three two two, look for more three two two symbolism as the year finishes up. You know, because this is a uh, year for skull and bones. You know, also being twenty twenty three, it's three two two backwards, right? Minus a zero, of course. Anyways, it's their year to shine. <laughs> All right. Moving on. What do we got next? I think it is the seafood story. Let's see. Ah, yes. Okay. So we've got, weirdly enough, seafood industry involves human trafficking. It's probably not something I would have considered before i mean i'm sure human trafficking occurs with like a lot of industries with like forced work i'm sure but this would not have been something that crossed my mind Especially, when i heard it i was like you know what I, it makes total sense though actually well you're on a boat nobody can really no yeah when you. i thought about that i was like that's scary uh, yeah i was like it makes complete sense it really does uh, when you think about it. Um, so we'll dive into the story and we can make other connections. But there are these journalists group called the Outlaw Ocean Project. They've been inspecting working conditions aboard fishing boats for the last four years. So one example is the story in this article. They boarded a Chinese fishing ship north of the Falkland Islands. And the deckhands on the ship were begging them for help and saying they were being held against their will. Whoa. Uh, the same group of reporters said that in uh, Montevideo, Uruguay, at least one body per month is dumped overboard from fishing ships and the bodies show severe signs of abuse or neglect. And that's been going on for at least a decade, they said. It's wild. Well, I mean, not, not to interrupt, but like real quick, yeah. like for people who don't really know what that says on the right hand side, or if you really didn't even know what it was either, mm. that was something that I found from um, 2020. That was like them doing a report to Congress about this. So, I mean, they've already known this shit at, at least for three years from that order, from that thing right there. <laughs> really? And they've probably done nothing about it, obviously. But uh, yeah, the, the journalists uncovered a bunch of abuses, including forced labor, debt bondage. Wage withholding, excessive working hours, physical abuse, passport confiscation, denial of medical care, and even leading to death. Uh, also, in China's seafood processing plants, they got some cell phone footage from inside the plants. 
Um, and they discovered that a lot of the processing is being done by, oh God, I'm going to say this wrong, Uyghur Muslims. So there's a whole controversy with like the Chinese capturing like this minority group of Muslims called Uyghurs. Uh, and yeah, they have forced them to work in seafood factories. They detained them into re-education camps and forced them to do this unpaid labor. It's wild. So apparently this has implications for seafood industry because, for example, the U.S., forbids the import of products made with forced labor, and they have specific laws uh, prohibiting imports of any products made by forced Uyghur labor specifically, which is wild. Um, these new revelations obviously have policymakers have to deal with this at some point. Um, and 80% of the seafood consumed in America is imported. Did you know that? No. I mean, for me, luckily for me, because of being on Long Island, regardless if I was in Nassau, Suffolk, or Queens, True. Um, for us, believe it or not, and some people may not even know this, probably a fuck ton of our own seafood like is local, especially That's certain stuff. true. However, apparently, even if you buy locally caught, I mean, in your case, you guys are literally right on the ocean, so you're probably fine. Yeah. But if it's locally caught, say in like a typical grocery store, a lot of times the seafood is frozen. Oh, yeah. So it's ca caught in U.S. water, frozen, sent to China for processing, and then comes back. Why? It's cheaper than doing it here, I guess. All that travel, still cheaper than paying an American to process They're like, it. all right, we'll take the real fish and give them the fake shit back. Maybe. What the <laughs> fuck kind of... What is... <laughs> Yo, right? China's be like, I keep this for myself. We give them the image. I mean, do you even have to send this shit to China anymore? Just go down to Home Depot. Just give a fucking couple of guys from there, real quick. Honestly, like that's why, our, like our world is so insane. Honestly, with all the open trade and it's it's wild. Like, why couldn't you just support American jobs? Okay, yeah, pay a little bit more per product, whatever. But you're supporting your own economy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't make I don't make these rules, but a lot of industries have gone through this sort of like reckoning process the last few years. So it's probably time for the seafood industry to uh, come up with some fair trade policies, whether those will be followed or not. Because again, like you said in the beginning, you're out on a boat. Like who makes the law out there when you're hundreds of miles out to sea? Who's gonna come check? The sea police? Mm. Like, what's the odds of them actually even finding your boat? I don't know. It's crazy to me. I just thought it was a super random weird story. All right. On to the next. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was funny. I love how you're like, next week, can we not talk about? <laughs> oh, yeah. It wasn't so much with really him. It was, I think it was the other stuff, but I was just like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm like thinking, I'm like, I think every week since we've done Clown World, somehow we've brought up Taylor Swift in this fucking shit. Every I'm like, no time. more, no more. They've gotten too much attention from us now. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but it is funny. Like this yeah. the clownery continues with the NFL and Aaron Rodgers and Travis Kelsey. So this week, <laughs> after Aaron Rodgers called Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer, he challenged um, 
Kelsey to a Vax debate. So uh, on the same show, I guess he's a regular commentator on this Pat McAfee show, some sports program. And he said, uh, Mr. Pfizer said he didn't want to be in a Vax war with me. This isn't a war, homie. It's just a conversation. But if you want to have some sort of dual debate, have to be on the Kelsey Brothers podcast. Come on the show. Let's have a conversation. Let's do it. John Wick 4. So we (laughs) each have a second hand to help us. I'm going to take my man RFK Jr. independent and he can have Tony Fauci or some other pharmacrat and we can have a conversation about this. I mean, I'm not opposed. Just I find it very contrived. (laughs) Also, I think in the Senate, Ron Paul has been gathering evidence to put Fauci in jail. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, I'm just going to say that I I wish I would have said this on my podcast when I was uh, saying it not too long ago to, uh, like, my brother and family members. And it's happening. And it's happening. And they even told me, they're like, wow, you're good. I said, uh, coming up to the last year before the election, you are going to get Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, Jim Jordan, all running their mouths like they did last year to give you hope shit's going to change before the election and zero shit happens. They are Ooh. mouthpieces and characters to get your hopes up for the election and to play into politics. That's all they are. Yeah, I think that this is... Last year, the same shit. All these conferences, all these briefings, all these questionings, nothing happened. Yep. It's stagecraft. I agree. I think this is just a just a circus, you know. And we've of course got this like battle of the ballers. I mean, you know? to be totally green honest, versus red. Yeah, the, that I found interesting. Bad. The green and the red. There's always a connection with that. There's always a relationship with that in magic. And if you want to start getting like the '87, I mean, to me, that's like the eight and like him and Taylor Swift fit the '87. That is the the princess and the prince. Now he's number eight. Eight, technically, if you were on the on the sphere eight, that goes with Toth, Loki, a whole bunch of other people. Uh, Hermes, that is where you start your flight and you ascend the train, you cross the abyss, and then you come back into this world in reality. Eight is also associated with the trickster, the jokester, somebody who trolls. It's because you know the difference of both worlds and you can sit here and laugh how humans act stupid. Because they don't know the reality they're in. And he's very much a trolling and trickster right now. And his number is eight. Yep. This is very much just like a cult bullshit right here with that. So much eight symbolism happening in the world right now. We touched on that more, I think, in a previous episode. Another thing I kind of, because we've been focusing on Kelsey and Taylor Swift a lot. But I was like, wait, who is Aaron Rodgers dating right now? So I just asked myself the question. So Aaron Rodgers has dated a myriad of lovely ladies. The current one is Mallory Edens, who is an Instagram star and businesswoman. Okay. So her father is Wesley Edens, who owns the Milwaukee Bucks NBA team. He is the co-founder of Fortress Investment Group. And a former partner of BlackRock. <laughs> yeah, this shit's jokes. That's what I mean. This shit is jokes. Also, Clown last world. week, 
<laughs> right? <laughs> Last week we learned that uh, the Jets team that Aaron Rodgers plays for is owned by the heir to the Johnson & Johnson pharmaceutical fortune. So, Mr. Novax, <laughs> you know, he keeps some interesting company. That's a, oh, that's a busy mofo. Yeah, he is a busy mofo. He's dated so many like high profile women. It's hilarious. Do you ever yeah, look he, at like some of these people? Like oh, even Elon Musk. I hate to use him as an example. How the fuck is he actually involved in everything he's supposedly involved in? You don't have the time have to the do time. that. Yeah. I really don't even know half the shit that actually goes on in his company, honestly. How are you involved in all that shit with the amount of tweets that you are supposedly making? <laughs> is it even you making the tweets, Mr. That's AI? That's a full-time job. Elon's tweeting. Is it him and Trump are probably just algorithms. Right? That's yeah. why there was like misspellings and fuck-ups. <laughs> <laughs> no, the algorithm no. would have spelled it right. Yeah, that's true. The fuck-ups were there are cult symbology. smarter than us, you know? Mm -hmm. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Just thought of, you know, fun celebrity talk there. We'll see, yeah. see what happens with uh, the drama next week. Oh man, this one's nuts. I like how I got like the play by play here too. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally a play by play. Okay. So this is just a weird story. Of course, the man who did this is 33 years old. He was arrested last Monday for allegedly jumping into one of the reflecting pools at the 9 11 memorial in New York City. Uh, so police told NBC New York that the incident occurred around 1.30 p.m. So we've got the 13. The man was found injured inside the North Pool. We don't know his name, but he was taken to a hospital for treatment of non-life-threatening injuries to his left leg and his back. Apparently, he was a very emotionally disturbed person and kept saying that he was doing this for his father. But it's unclear if his father was involved or died in 9-11. That's mm. not stated in the article. Um, just for reference, each pool at the memorial site consists of a waterfall that descends 30 feet into a square basin. And from there, the water drops another 20 feet into a small central void. Oh. Yes. So I thought that was just super weird. Mm. Why is he 33? <laughs> He even, he even cut his leg sliding down, too. Yeah. Yeah, in the video, when after he, like, goes down, you could see, like, a pool of red there that kind of slowly fades down, too. And That's it says so in the report that I think he's, like, scratched his leg open. Yeah. Just really creepy. I mean, they look super deep from where you view them, but I guess maybe 20 feet isn't that bad. I don't know. It's pretty I don't know. I ain't doing it. No, exactly. I'm not doing it. But I can't imagine it would be really disturbing watching somebody, especially face down. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like even how he's doing it, right? Yeah. Why isn't he going feet first? I'm, I'm good on that. Mm. Won't be catching me doing that in the city. Super weird. I don't know. Do you think that's like some sort of ritual, or yeah, probably, or something like something significant to that person? Maybe. Yeah. Super bizarre. Or somebody um, was just like picked up a radio station that told them to do it. <laughs> who knows? Uh, or maybe it's not a voice telling him to sacrifice himself or something. Like, who knows, right? Uh, Bizarre. Clownery. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> we have to bring this up, of course, because it was a huge thing. 
that happened last week. I don't even like to talk about no. this whole Israel-Palestine thing. Yeah. However, yeah. weird. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. If those motherfuckers on the right, if that's actually a picture of people involved with that shit, you got to start questioning what the hell's going on over there. I didn't get Ooh. into it, but I was like, yo, who the hell actually even is that? On the right? Yeah. Well, it looks like that guy Fox mask painted up with the Palestinian colors. I mean, there's fucking sigils and signs all over it, though, if you were to fucking pull, blow it up. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a cult. It's cultism. This whole situation is full of insane magic, I think. Right? And, like, what was I saying before? Green and red have a fucking relationship. Oh, yo, that fuck. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Realize. Don't make this shit up because it sounds cool. Jeez. Yeah. And we got the blue and white from the Twitter. Well, now X or whatever. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> oh, thrash. That's funny. All right. So last Friday, the 13th, I'm sure everybody knows, the leader of Hamas called for a Muslim day of global jihad. Of course, Friday, the 13th. Um, I just think that this was a huge play on the subconscious of Westerners, especially, and just like invoking that like Islamophobia that was tried to be drilled into people around 9-11. So coming off of that 9-11 story, and we went through like a heavy programming of that in the 90s and the 2000s. I remember that. So, I, honestly, I think a lot of people were, like, legit freaked out. Yo, I remember seriously growing up and hearing about, like, and not seeing it happen, but showing up after the fact. Mm-hmm. People who owned 7-Elevens on Long Island had to worry about shit. Yo, seriously, that's the thing, right? Yeah, so, um, it's really sad. I, okay, shockingly, in a way, I am a little bit shocked, happily, that not a lot apparently occurred. I was expecting, like, maybe this was just, like, them warning us of, like, a huge false flag type event. And they were going to, like, use this day to do some seriously, like, messed up stuff. Not not they, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Society, I mean. The puppet masters, you know what I'm saying. They would have orchestrated some major event, like, 9-11-esque. That's yeah. what I thought. Oh, maybe that will happen. I don't know. But that did not happen. However, I believe because of the a way that the media was making it sound very alarmist, right? And that there was like increased police presence everywhere. And it was very strenuous for a lot of people. But I did hear of a couple incidents where like a young American Palestinian boy was murdered and his mother was attacked, but she survived um, because of an American guy who just went berserk and, attacked them apparently just because they're Palestinian Muslim like a neighbor of theirs yeah so that's like very sad and I'm just I'm just seeing so much like hatred you know between people and that's very concerning and frustrating because it's like do we not see that both sides are being played like a fiddle here well one good thing is is that some people are showing who they really are now well that's true which is nice to see because now people yeah. know exactly what the fuck they talk about and what they're into when the mic's not fucking recording. Also true. Real people behind the mic now. Mm. <laughs> I did see also, interestingly, some people talking about what does jihad really mean? 
So apparently it doesn't necessarily mean what we've been drilled in our heads as Westerners. It doesn't necessarily mean what we think it does in terms of like radical violence. Apparently the Arabic term jihad means struggle or striving. So in the Quran, it has different contexts, but it has a lot of nonviolent contexts. Like for instance, the struggle within yourself to become a better person. That's a form of jihad. It's not necessarily calling for like crazy radical violence, you know? So even um, how we saw a lot of pro-Palestinian protests happening around the world, that's a form of jihad for them to like stand up for themselves in a nonviolent way. Right? So uh, I just thought it was interesting. It doesn't necessarily mean what we think it means Mm. or we've been told classic, right? (laughs) Um, Also, but yeah, so according to Islamic law, there is a form of armed jihad, which is a loophole used by extremists and terrorists, of course. So it does exist. No, no lie there. Um, Also, Friday, October 13th is a very interesting day because it was the anniversary of the last apparition of the Virgin Mary at Fatima, Portugal. And it was also the day that the miracle of the sun occurred in 1917 there in Fatima. So if people Mm. don't know, the miracle of the sun was when the sun just like was dancing and doing different colors and like moving crazy in the sky. And it was literally seen by tens of thousands of people. So interesting. And then of course, this was the day before there was the ring of fire solar eclipse. So then we got more sun stuff happening now i just thought it was pretty ominous (laughs) this eclipse was happening like right at the start of this conflict and war yeah i love Um, how this picture is from the valley of the gods in utah oh is it oh (laughs) jeez now you and i were talking about this a little bit and i always assumed that the crescent in the Islamic flag was from the moon, but maybe it's from an eclipse sun. I have said multiple times that I even do think, uh, like even this tattoo right here, uh, you know, even though it's like it's the waning of the sun, but I th- or the the moon, I, I think it's more of an eclipse actually, to, mm-hmm. or I think that's involved in there as well. I do think there is a lot of symbolism that is mistaken, but it's really eclipse stuff. You know, it's mistaken for something else. Yeah. And this just evokes in me like the dark to light symbolism like with Q. Some of the Egyptian headdresses that I think are taken as crescents may actually be eclipses. Right. Or the yeah, coming of an eclipse. Orange, uh, yes. headdresses and the stuff. The coming of an right. eclipse. Yeah. That's wild. Um, oh, also, on October 12th was the anniversary of Christopher Columbus coming to America. But I didn't see anybody complaining about him being a white colonizer this year, which usually occurs, especially in Canada. That gets talked about a lot. I guess because we were too busy worrying about other things this year. So that took a backseat. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just wild stuff happening there. It's just, I dis- I'm disappointed in uh, people that they are not seeing this manipulation more. I think That's a all. lot manipulation is going on right now like horrible and you know just very sad for all the innocent people who have to suffer 
That's a screwed up thing is that we're baiting people to hate each other and to pick teams with death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's screwed up. Like, why are you asking me to do that? That's messed up. I have been sharing things a little bit here and there on my stories, but usually it's, uh, I try to show like something from both, you know, oh. I try not to like pick a side. Oh yeah. And I mean like, yeah, like I was yesterday, I was kind of focusing more on like Nazi stuff. And then today I was like, I got to make sure I do show that the hexagram ritual is real mm. because I don't want people to think I'm just pointing at one side. And the funny Wait. thing is in the hexagram ritual, you will make the f- sign of a swastika yourself. So it's like you got the Star of David and a swastika together in the same ritual. Well, you know, not to poke fingers anywhere, but if you, if people are interested, dive into the Star of David. There's other meanings for that symbol. Star of Rimpen. There's other things. So, you know, something if you want to, if you're bored today, <laughs> go on a you rabbit know, hole chase you if know you what? want. You know what's really interesting too? Just to throw this in there with the eclipse. Sorry to interrupt, kind of like you, what you were just saying. No, but there's been times when I've gone to try to look up what the zonules of Zin look like from like looking into your eyeball, and if you were to go look it up, you will see it looks pretty much just like an eclipse, like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because Thrash had said something about a dilated pupil, and I was like, oh, that reminds me, because I think I've might have brought it up on the eye series. But there is, uh, or something else that I did after the I-Series, I might have brought up a picture to go along with tarot. And I think it was the Zonules of Zen looked through it a mic- microscope and it looks just like that, the way that they view it. That's like you, you kind of see it from one angle and it's very much, you remember I was like, I think it even looks like the South Park hats. The way South Park has their hats on their head. It's almost oh, yeah. the same exact look of the Zonules of Zen in a microscope and the, and the pupil. It's very weird. Very weird indeed. Yeah. Anyway, some bizarre stuff there. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> this story is Yo, this is, what the, this is the really funny. Healing. Not funny, not funny, but, you know, clown world. Clown world for stuff sure. for sure. Big time. And I had actually heard of this product. Okay. So this story is about a product called Miracle Mineral Solution. Probably a bunch of people listening to this have heard of it. I was encouraged to buy this and I did not. I forget why I didn't, I just, I think I didn't even bother looking into it, but it was touted as a cure for COVID for a while. All right. So a Florida man and his three sons who used a business masquerading as a church sold more than a million dollars of a deadly bleach solution that they claimed was a miracle cure for COVID and other diseases. So apparently they'd already been selling it prior to the pandemic but then they remarketed it as a cure for that as well of course so his name is mark grennan he's 66 he has his three sons and they were sentenced to 12 years and seven months in prison for defrauding the government and contempt of court apparently they've poisoned thousands of people with this bogus Miracle Cure, which apparently is nothing more than industrial bleach. Which I found really ironic because wasn't there a whole debacle about Trump saying I was even wondering, like, was this QAnon people that were buying that shit? Right? (laughs) Yes, like that. Okay, that's kind of like who recommended it to me is very much in that camp. So I was like, okay. 
Yeah. Basically, they targeted vulnerable people who were suffering from life-threatening illnesses and who were desperate for a cure. Um, okay. The church that they ran <laughs> was, I believe, called the Genesis 2 Church or something like that. I actually forgot to write it down, but that strikes the top of my head. It's described as a non-religious church. And prosecutors are saying it was found founded to legalize the use of the dangerous concoction. Because basically, if you are a religious organization, they can't tell you not to give like your sacrament or stop you from doing your rituals because it's a religious thing. And that's like the same loophole that like kids can have wine in church because it's a sacrament. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though it's technically illegal. Oh, um, that's they, how... Uh... In Apocalypse Now, that's how uh, I forgot the guy who did the movie. But like I mentioned bef- mentioned a few times, that cow that they kill at the end, that's actually real. And the way they're able to do it is they actually use real people that believe the type of religion that does that for their shit. And they were allowed to do it on film. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, so people who watched, yeah, yeah. If you watch that, that is fucking real. Really? Yeah, you're watching that cow actually get slaughtered. That's disturbing. Yeah. Shit. Damn. Desensitization. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, so also one of the more disturbing things about this case was that um, they used Bible verses to market the product, which I am very uncomfortable with. Um, Apparently was manufactured in a dirty rundown shed in their backyard in Bradenton, Florida. Investigators discovered dozens of chemical drums in 2020 containing almost 10,000 pounds of sodium chloride powder, which could produce thousands of bottles of the solution. Investigators also seized loaded firearms, including a pump-action shotgun concealed in a custom-made violin case. (laughs) Like, is this out of a movie or what? Holy shit. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't even know what to say anymore. Yes, Joe Thrash says Trump talked about bleach kills 99%. Uh-huh. Gotta work. Yep. Crazy. This one. I think this is kind of funny. No, this is, this is weird. Okay. So we've got... And I was like, yo, this- I just saw him too. Like at the Wu-Tang show. That's right. You just saw P. Diddy in concert. And he just ago. got the key to the city too when he came here. Oh, no. That's really actually, and again, I, I think, I mean, besides, you know, it's his his people's. But, um, oh, no, actually, it doesn't count. Blasio, I forgot. He gave, um, oh, God, I forgot who it was, but Spike Lee, I think, the key before he left. Okay. And now Adams has given him the key. It's just interesting how it's like two black dudes. Yeah. Um, But I do think, I mean, it, that might have something to do with occult symbolism. You know, but uh, I just find it interesting that, like, you know, he he was given the key recently, too, as well. Yeah. You know, occult symbology, would that's very Janice-like to me. He's got the keys now. Yes, right, very. Yeah, that's true, the Janice symbolism. So, apparently, 27 years later, we know who killed Tupac. (laughs) Who the fuck knew, right? Of course, it's got to be 27 years. So apparently, uh, Keith D was recently arrested for the crime. He stated that P. Diddy hired him to take out Tupac and Suge Knight. 
He claims that Diddy paid him a million dollars for the murder. And 50 Cent is also going around saying that P. Diddy orchestrated the whole thing. Publicly, like in concert, he said that. I was surprised. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. Um, you know, somebody's saying that the chlorine dioxide is not bleach. Oh, not bleach. Oh. But the one funny thing, though, I do find is that the people who don't believe in COVID actually have all these concoctions to cure it, though. That is interesting. How, how does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> you think? Uh, okay, I don't so believe think- in I don't believe in COVID, but here's all my uh, my my fruit uh, fucking peelings that I mushed up to drink so I don't get COVID. Right. Well, OK, so, Cindy, thank you for that uh, comment. I am curious. What do you use it for? Mostly. It says it, you just said it works, and that's why they're being it's being demonized. Mm. But like, works for what? COVID that we don't believe exists. Well, that's what I'm saying. Works for what though? Yeah. Is it like a raw milk situation? You know, where like raw milk is so much healthier for you, and that's why like the feds will show up at your farm and like destroy all your raw milk because <laughs> they don't <laughs> want people to be healthy. I don't know. Maybe it's like that. Interesting. <laughs> Pac wouldn't do butt play, so did he get rid of him? Trash. Trash. Thank you for that, because in one of the articles I read when 50 Cent was talking about it publicly, he was implying that P. Diddy is down for that. It's down with the clown. Yeah. (laughs) And that 50 Cent isn't, and that's why he, like, didn't get signed to uh, Bad Boy Records. And I was like, what am I reading right now? Like... This is hilarious. I thought it was I thought it was wild that Fifty Cent even said it. I, right? Well, if Fifty said it, gotta be true. Uh, Mo Prem Shakur, who is Tupac's brother, said that this new revelation is bittersweet because it's like, why now? So it's like you know the family wants justice, but at the same time is like, where has this justice been for twenty seven years? I don't know. Apparently, police believe there were three other suspects involved, but they're all now dead, of course. Um, weird timing on this story because Jada Pinkett Smith, we all know and don't love. Anyways, she's nuts. So she has a Tupac connection where they were like friends and like love interests, I think, like at some point way back when. Her new memoir is coming out today. And she's been making the rounds in the media saying all kinds of shit like that Tupac asked her to marry him when he was going to jail. But at that time, he was already engaged or married to the girl he was like with in prison, like for many years. Sorry, I forget her name right now, but I don't think that probably didn't happen. She's making up a lot of things, saying bizarre stuff. I don't know what is going on with her. But yeah, this is probably worth the whole episode in itself, the Smiths. She's going to try to rake in some money off of this now because it's being big time. I you know, it's getting so. attention. Yeah, she's just like either piggybacking on this like Tupac story or just feeling the fire for it. I'm not really sure. She needs to uh, make a YouTube true crime channel <laughs> and be another pimp of death. I think somebody gave her like some weird gift implying that she's like, I don't know. Not a not a witch, but like she's responsible for a lot of demise of some people. Weird. Anyways, 
curious. We'll keep tabs on the mm. on the Tupac thing. I just find it weird. Like, why now? How, yeah. They all, I think they probably knew. I mean, the thing is, is that they even started kind of like foreshadowing this and bringing this stuff up around the time with Gilgo, to tell you the truth. So Mm. it was actually kind of weird. It's like, yo, why are we both bringing back these really old things? Yeah. Yeah, it's very 90s. I feel like they're hitting on the 90s in our head. Well, I have said myself, I do think if you look at what's like kind of going on in the world and people's behaviors and shit or whatever, I do think like every 30 to 40 years, you'll see like almost like a repeat of a cycle. Mm. That makes sense. And there's always Uh, a war in there. A war in? I said there's always a war in there as well. Well, war. Yeah. I was like, war in Jeff's. (laughs) A war. Yeah, there is unfortunately always a war involved. All right, so we got more space news. I love the space news. Actually, I had a friend reach out to me, and she's like, I love the show for the space news because it's so ridiculous. (laughs) Like, once you sit down and think about it, you're like, wait a second. This doesn't make any sense, but. No, I like this shit. Yeah, okay. So SpaceX has a rocket called the Falcon Heavy, which looks like a giant dick. Successfully launched NASA's Psyche spacecraft the morning of Friday, October 13th. Woo, wow, mm. this busy day. Um, so that's its second interplanetary mission. The first mission was when it launched the Tesla Roadster into space because, you know, we really needed for that to happen. Oh, uh, liftoff happened officially at 10.19 a.m. So that is 9.11 backwards. Mm. Mark. <laughs> As Falcon Heavy's 27 engines, Merlin engines, they're called. 27. Right? I'm Here we are again. 27, yeah. You had it in the uh, Tupac story, and now it's back. And again, that is the path you'll cross as you're heading up the middle of the tree. Like, Lasting off together. Yeah. <laughs> Space is just metaphor, I think. Anyways. So uh, they launched NASA's Psyche probe toward the Psyche asteroid. All right. Interesting. Supposedly, the spacecraft will travel 2.2 billion miles and will take six years to reach the Psyche asteroid in July 2029. The sixth (laughs) year is what you hit as soon as you cross past 27. Okay. There we go. Uh, the space probe is going to intercept the asteroid. Supposedly, Psyche, the asteroid, is currently orbiting the sun between Mars and Jupiter, which I thought might have some significance, magic-wise. Say that again. Mm -hmm. The Psyche uh, asteroid itself is currently orbiting the sun between Mars and Jupiter. So Aries and... Mm. Zeus, basically. Yeah, oh, I could see that. Mars, yeah, yeah. I mean, going up the tree again, you have the sun, which I was saying, and then right above it, you have Mars and Jupiter. Okay, so yeah. it's in line. Okay. The article pointed out by the eighth minute, so got number eight, post liftoff, Falcon Heavy side booster. See, again, I've eight. said before, the eighth sphere, you're going to take liftoff. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay. The side boosters activated landing burns and touched down a few seconds later at SpaceX's landing zone one and two, which are, quote, several miles downrange from pad 39A. 93. <laughs> and the A, I don't know. To me, all this stuff is basically like the Archer symbolism. You're just fucking letting go. Honestly, this shit is nuts. Um, apparently, the Psyche asteroid is one of the most metal rich in our solar system. Uh, how they know this, I don't know. And if you already know, why are you launching a probe to study it? Like, how can you know that? You just make that shit up? Like, yeah. I don't get it. Well, maybe I'm just not smart enough to understand. Apparently, the Psyche asteroid measures 173 miles across and 144 miles long. I don't, again, how you know that if before you've studied it? Yeah. I don't know. Apparently, it's covered in nickel and iron. And once the Psyche probe reaches the asteroid, it will be responsible for 21 months of mapping and analyzing the surface. Just for reference, so people know, if you're not familiar with the myth, Psyche means soul in Greek. And Psyche was apparently the most beautiful woman ever. More beautiful than Aphrodite, Venus, whatever. And she was so beautiful that uh, Eros, or Cupid himself, was the one to fall in love with her. And they have a very interesting love story. You can read that about that in your spare time. <laughs> Believe it or not, I think Headless might have actually brought that up one time on my show. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, then, we went on a whole new rabbit hole with the space launches because oh, yeah. I had seen a post involving pelicans, which I'll explain in a second, right after I saw this photo that NY has up on the screen of this space launch and there's a pelican in the picture in the sky and i was like is that a pelican that's weird because i just heard a whole story about pelicans which prompted us to look at other <laughs> space launches and if you want to show some of the slides like there's always pelicans in these pictures may 26 2020 may 30th 2020 march 4th 2016 I mean, I know it's by the sea, so maybe there's just, like, an abundance of pelicans around. Yeah. Well, what also, I think, made it weird for me and you, I know you saw it, I think, on Instagram. I actually saw it on my news. So I know that it's actually made the TV, but yet I can't find an article on it at all. But they were saying something to do with the way, I think, Hamas duped Israel. Yeah, so I was tying light to pelicans and flying them over. Yes. So, so I was like, yo, what's up with all this pelican shit? Here's the story that um, is really hard to find. We saw an Instagram post about it, and then you saw it on the TV, and now you can't find anything about it. The only articles I did find referencing it are talking about a drone attack on Israel, but that then. It wasn't drones, but then they don't say what it was. But we know what it was because we randomly found this post. Okay. 
as opposed to telling the truth. Okay, so where is it here? Uh, okay, the IDF announced that no drones had entered Israeli airspace last Wednesday because apparently there was this big alert that there was all these drones crossing the north border of Israel and people were told to shelter in place um, all near the border. And da, da, da. turns out it was pelicans. <laughs> so Hezbollah, Hezbollah has entered the chat. They apparently tied lights to the feet of the pelicans and knew that the pelicans would fly south across the border towards Israel and they let them fly in like a massive number. How they captured all these pelicans, I don't know. They could have been breeding them for a while. Maybe God, right? Who knows? But apparently it confused the heck out of the Israeli armed forces because people thought it was a massive swarm of drones descending over Israel and it was detected as a threat. But really it was just pelicans flying with lights. Funny enough, continuing with their tradition, (laughs) apparently a long time ago in history, Hannibal of Carthage when he was boxed in by the Roman army, tied torches to the horns of cows at night and then let the herd of cows go free. So the Romans thought that it was the army on the move because all they could see was the torches like mm-hmm. running. So they thought it was the Carthaginian army. So the Romans followed the cows, not knowing, totally left and let let the Carthaginian army move about freely. I think it was like uh, as like light started to break and they were actually able to see what was holding the torches. <laughs> they were like, oh, <laughs> like we got dudes. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. So yeah, the Phoenician army uh, was able to get free and the Phoenicians and Carthaginians are basically the Lebanese people today. So <laughs> it's kind of funny Jeez. that like, <laughs> they did some stuff with lights tied to animals again. Pretty clown worldish, yeah. I think. Um, And then we were diving into a little bit of, like, the symbolism of the pelican. So, uh, interestingly, the pelican has both a Christian and an alchemical meaning that are similar. So, um, when a pelican does not have enough food to feed its young, it will use its long beak to poke itself to the point that it bleeds, and it will feed its young its own blood to survive. Which is pretty, you know, yeah. pretty sacrificial. Pretty what? It's pretty intense. It is intense, yes. Um, so Manly P. Hall himself explained, the pelican feeding its young from a self-inflicted wound in its own breast is, a com- is accepted as an appropriate symbol of both sacrifice and resurrection. And it also is a symbol used for Christ. I've seen it. I saw it in my church on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, didn't, was that the picture that you sent me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you sending me that, and I was like, I had no idea. It was just something I never knew about with the pelican symbolism. Right? I know yeah, I it's honestly not a common one. I've heard it before in relation to Christ a while ago, but like more so recently. So weird stuff. Bruin. Yeah. I don't know. Look for more pelicans. <laughs> Fly, now pelican I'm, fly. Now I'm like, I'm curious to do um like an episode on pelican symbolism and how it shows up in like pop culture and stuff, you know? Mm. I don't know. I know it's in Scarface. 
that's what I thought of right yeah, away. Yeah, that's like, why I was like, fly, pelican, fly. I was like, fly, pelican. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got for this week. I thought that was good. <laughs> yeah. There's enough clown so, world in there. Enough, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I hope people learn something today. Maybe some stuff they never heard of or connections they didn't make before. But... Uh. Right. At least, there was other, at least there was other stuff to talk about besides the war. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we—I'm sure we'll have to touch on that from time to time because uh, I'm sure there'll be interesting things that come out of that conflict. I would like to stay out of it a bit. <laughs> uh, I'd like to know how long it's going to take to get the United States involved now. Oh, apparently uh, you guys are sending 2,000 troops. That's what I was like, yo, like, you're just... I, I What amazes me, and I said this to my brother last night when I was texting him, I mm-hmm. said it's mind-blowing how we have tiptoed over there. Right? We have just literally tiptoed the fuck over there. We have two fucking battleships, and we're sending people, and yet we have been told not to mm-hmm. by Iran. It's like, you know, that, what do you think is going to happen in another week or two? Well, yeah, you know, are we gonna get are we gonna get the, the the battleship that didn't get, you know, blown up? When Is JFK that why was you around? posted the battleship video? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Is, is this what we're gonna get now? Our reason to go in there? Oh, medical people got yeah. slaughtered. We gotta go now. They weren't supposed mm-hmm. to fucking be there to begin with. Yeah, I mean, it's just I think pretty obvious that it's a play for World War Three. You know, to begin. Uh, maybe not, but it feels that way. And if you've ever read that letter by uh, Albert Pike to Mazzini, I think is his name, outlining the start of all the world wars, one, two, and three, it sounds like that's what's occurring currently. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Clownery did you, did you see how Putin actually was offering to try to help the end of it? What did he offer? I think he like offered to help with aid to end it for humanitarian reasons. Ooh. And uh, actually the United States, Japan, and I think a few other countries were like, no, we want to keep this going. <gasps> see? So mm. now, you know what's going to happen now? You're going to get a fuck ton of cutards sucking Putin's dick now on fucking Instagram. For oh, sure. look, he's a white hat. He wanted to help. It's fucking part of the script, you idiot. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll be the excuse for Russia to use their Satan 2 warhead or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. It's oh, called that, that like fucking... That. Wasn't that in there? Were we going to use that or no? We didn't use that? Did we cover that last week in a uh, clown world or something? No, I don't think we've ever covered oh, it. Oh, wasn't it like... It's like some cum rocket shit, right? Oh, that... That was, uh, I think, in India. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, my it's bad. literally called the cum rocket. Like, literally <laughs> C-U-M. Like, what? <laughs> I think that we found out that it was an old story. That's why we didn't yeah. include it. Yeah. Too funny. But, <sighs> yeah. I mean, these things have to come to pass, I, I think, in some weird way. Yeah. It all works for the good in the end. Just don't let it take control of you and become your every every thought. That's the thing, right? Like, unfortunately, if they want us to pay attention to something, clearly they do want us to pay attention to this, we probably shouldn't pay that much attention to it. 
mm-hmm. not to be a jerk, but you know what? You know what I thought you know. that was great that I saw Jack Allen post. Mm-hmm. People still falling in love. People still having babies, and there's still beauty out in this world. Absolutely, that's what I mean. Don't let it cloud your everyday existence. You know, it's easy for us to say over here because it's not at our front door. That is true. I've said that myself too. But you know, it's <laughs> it's good for you to keep living your life. It's a good thing, you know. So, as I say, observe, don't absorb. I like that. Well said. I've said it many times. That's well said. <laughs> it's my catchphrase. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. We should, maybe we should end it there now, too. We can't top that. I know, right? <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in to another Yeah, week. great time. Thank you, everybody, who jumped into the chat, too. That's what's Really up. appreciate it. And, uh, you know, share it with friends if you enjoy the show. We'll be here every week. Every Hopefully. Tuesday, 1030. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, everybody stay gangster. Later.